Living for Purpose, Episode 3, The Accidental Acupuncturist, with Michelle Jean Champion. Welcome to the Living for Purpose podcast, a podcast about creating health and wellness and getting the life you deserve. This is for frontline fundraisers and heart-centered overachievers working for purpose in social profit organizations of all kinds. We know the work is so important and so rewarding, but I'm not going to lie, it can be just as depleting. Here's the thing, you've got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others on the planet. I'm your host, Andrea Bell, and I made this for you. Well, hi, this is Living for Purpose, episode three. I'm so excited to welcome Michelle Jean Champion to the podcast today. Michelle is the founder of Cultivate Wellness Studio, a graduate and former faculty member at the Motherland Herbal Studies School. And she's also a California state licensed acupuncturist and herbalist. She serves her clients in private practice and at Lake County Tribal Health in Northern California. Her list of modalities includes acupuncture, herbal formulation, medical kijong, massage, cupping, hua sha, flower essence consultations, and wellness education. And when she is not sowing the seeds of wellness, she can be found running, mountain biking, wild crafting, boating, puppeteering, romping with her dogs, dancing, and playing in her home and garden. I want to do all those things with you. Mm. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. So, you know, I just read your bio but I would love to hear your story about how you got to where you are today. Mm -hmm. Well, I've always been a very uh, caring person and always um, looked out for those around me and looked out for myself. And I think that that balance combined with having being raised in a loving, supportive environment has just allowed me to come to a place of being an acupuncturist in this um, modern Western world. And it's an ancient Eastern art form. And really it's based in Taoism. So it's a whole entire body of philosophical knowledge. And and then in the physical realm, I, um, you know, I always, I'm I'm a Kaiser baby and always uh, sought out Western medicine from what I was raised in. And then you know, just be, living in Southern California, skating, surfing, hanging out, met some people who were in uh, acupuncture school, thought it was interesting, and then uh, tore some ligaments in my knee and had to have surgery. And then that led me back, circled back to this acupuncture thing. And uh, I had my first acupuncture treatment and could f- feel the bottom part of my leg reattached to the knee energetically. And it was uh, something that I never turned back from. Um, And then I lived in, I moved back to Los Angeles and uh, ended up going to um, acupuncture school at Samurai University and thought, hey, I'm, you know, wild and free and kind of into the DIY punk and just really kind of back to the land radical lifestyle. I, I just thought I'd take a couple classes, figure it out and use like integrate the medicine into my life. And I was hooked and I was in a four year master's degree program. And here I am 17 years later from that time. And um, I'm studying Chinese medicine and practicing it. And I'm recently closed my 
practice in Laytonville and Willits and transplanted or relocated to Lakeport, California, where I have a private home office. And I also see clients at Lake County Tribal Health. So in this time of great transition, just in the larger psyche and in the larger world, my life is kind of following, it's the microcosm of the macrocosm and following what's happening. So that's where I'm, I'm at. Be here now. <laughs> here I am. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. You know, you touched a little bit on Eastern medicine, Western medicine, and I actually wanted to ask you for for some of our listeners, Eastern medicine and the modalities you work with may seem a little esoteric, yet these practices have been around for, you know, centuries and have been providing people with relief, comfort, and healing for all sorts of things. And it, how does, like, can you describe how Eastern medicine and Western medicine differ and how they relate to each other a little bit? Sure. Well, for me, I really like system and structure. And so schooling and education has always been really exciting and I can really engage within that paradigm. And I think that, you know, so Western medicine is very linear. It's very much like you're, you are a rheumatologist or, you know, you're a respiratory therapist or you're a neurologist. So there are all these specializations for different structures in the body. And acupuncture is a specialization for a structure in the body and that structure in the body is a, is a whole system. So it consists of many different structures. So we're kind of a holistic, so we, we cover it all. I can do rheumatology, I can do, you know, pediatrics, you know, all of optometry, bring it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Chinese medicine is more circular in that regards but it is a it is a particular system and the system is much like we have respiratory and skeletal and cardiovascular systems we have an energetic system and that's consists of meridians which are kind of tubular in nature and chi or qi energy runs through them and the energy does that it's kind of like a river in the body where at certain places it'll like pool and it'll have tight, it'll have rapids or like long, slow, lazy flows. The energy does that in our body. And when, when those little pathways or the, the, that the, you know, when the water's flowing or it, it transitions from smooth to rapid, that usually those are where the acupuncture points are, where there's a transition. So meridians mm-hmm. and acupuncture points. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. So when, you know, I would love to hear a little bit about the clients that you work with and, you know, typically how do people present to you and, and then, you know, how does, how do you, how does individual health connect to community health? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And I'm in a great spot to answer this question because I just moved from one community. I moved from the community of Willits, which is a small town, about 10,000 people in Northern California. It's very agrarian. I lived in the cannabis culture for, because it was just all around me though. I practiced and held space in my acupuncture. So that was a big piece. I was working with a lot of people who were farmers and working with the seasons and working with plants and working with medicine and doing hard labor and having you know, periods of hard labor and then a lot of like downtime and, you know, and resources to really like bite into that downtime. And then I moved to Lakeport, which is 45 minutes to the 
east. And so it's much more arid and there's a big ancient lake that's 60 square miles, Clear Lake, and it sits at the base of this volcano. And it's one of the poorest counties in the state. And so, or if not the poorest county, but it also has the most clean air levels in the state as well. So it's an interest. So the people here, there's just a whole different rhythm. And it's really interesting to see how, um, well, it was much more damp. It was in the redwoods. So there was a lot of like dampness that it was clearing from the body. There was a lot of this kind of like really the transitions between seasons were extreme, whereas here it's a little bit more arid. It's not as extreme temperature differences. And so there's like a, a little bit more of like a, a smoother flow to, to people's rhythm here. So I'm, I'm at in this transition of transitioning here and just finding out what that looks like to be working in different communities and what is health for a community. So I think we can look at ourselves as individuals and see where where we are transitioning and where we are stable and just notice the flow between those. And I think that looking at community medicine for community is really, is really very much a similar thing. And I think what, what we see when we look out into our communities, like the, the collective psyche, the larger vibration, because there's a woman named Elaine Duncan who wrote a book called The Tao of Trauma. And she says that experiences create vibration. And then she goes, yeah, it's, it's five elements. And she goes into the polyvagal theory and some other interesting like neuropsychology of, of what the collective psyche looks like. So right now we're seeing a lot of divisiveness and, and extremism. And I think it's true that extremism is a direct result of people suffering. I heard a woman on KT, a KTLA interview say that talking about QAnon, you know, so there's, there are these things happening in our, in our world that are, I mean, people are being pushed to the extremes because we don't have connection. And I think that connection to nature connection to ourselves and connection to the earth. So like heaven, earth, man are the three levels in Chinese medicine, right? And so I think that the human lack of connection to the, the earth and the natural rhythms and then the human and not, you know, not um, following what the stars are saying, you know, not really taking time to look up at the stars and see what's happening because there's energy coming from above, there's energy coming from below and we're in between it. And like to have this divisiveness where you push heaven and earth apart, that humans were, you know, we're pushing them apart and what needs to happen is, is a great unity and bringing things back together. And that's what, I mean, with Chinese medicine, a lot of people are familiar with the yin yang symbol, right? And that's like white and black. And it's like a little bit of white in the black and a little bit of black in the white. And that's, that is the dependence and interdependence that exists between everything in nature. So was it Chief Seattle that said, you know, we're all, if you pull on one part of the web, you know, it really disrupts the whole piece. And I think we're seeing that a lot of disconnect. And I think that being an acupuncturist at this time is interesting because I literally have my finger on the pulse, but acupuncture is vibration, it's energy and experience. I think that the disconnect from the subtleties of like being able to slow down and be mindful and listen to ourselves and listen to the voices and the what the universe wants us to do moving forward is really where the medicine is for me.
and it's yeah. a great way to approach community wellness. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's <question>. so, <laughs> so interesting. So would, you know, would you say you know, as you're in your role as a healer that part of what it is that you do is help make that connection between heaven and earth by healing man so that you have that connection or, you know, how would you describe your role as a healer in, you know, bringing that connection back and, you know, how supporting community building? Yeah. Well, I think for me, it's always been to slow down to, listen to those subtleties and to hear the guides, right? So I like the, the PEMS model, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. But can you repeat your question? <laughs> sure. I mean, I just, I thought it was so interesting how you were talking about the, the disconnection that is sort of at the root of, you know, all of this divisiveness that we see now. And you were talking about the the sort of three levels of earth, man, and the heavens. And I'm just curious as a healer, if in a sense you help bridge that disconnect, you know, between heaven and earth by healing man that is sort of in between and connects the two, if that makes sense. If that yeah. question makes sense. Yeah. Yes. I think bridging heaven and earth is is in in this lifetime is my particular now it's my particular way it's my particular path it's my calling it's yeah i joke that i'm like the uh, the accidental acupuncturist because i really didn't mean to become an acupuncturist i like i said earlier i really just wanted to go and like figure a little bit out and like and be able to i knew this was important this body of knowledge and i just wanted to i just felt pulled to have it in my life. I was not intending to go to a four-year acupuncture school, and I certainly didn't think that I'd be acupuncturist at a major medical facility working with the tribal community and the Lakeport community at large. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, before mm -hmm. this, I was doing something related. I mean, I did a lot of native plant landscaping and work. And then I did a lot of uh, recreational therapy, directing wilderness youth camps. So definitely nature and healing have always been a big piece for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when for yourself in these crazy times that we're living in, right, these divisive times, times of transition, you know, it's, super important to have routines and habits and rituals that support us. And I think for people who are working in the social sector or are healers or educators who are givers very frequently end up depleted because they're giving and they're not restoring themselves. So eventually retracting. So what are some of the rituals, some of the practices, some of the things that you do to stay connected to, <laughs> to earth and the heavens? And what would you, what would you recommend to someone who says, I don't have a lot of time. I need, I need to just focus on three essential things. 
what would that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you don't have a lot of time. What would, what would the best thing to do? I think I really love diaphragmatic breathing. Mm-hmm. I think that so many of us don't know how to breathe. And I think that breath and air is a big piece of that connection to nature, like bringing it in and releasing it. And that just that practice of inhaling and exhaling or breathing or receiving and giving and having it that be an uninterrupted flow that's consistent, right? That's something brings us back to the vagus nerve, the polyvagal theory that, you know, we have the fight or flight, the rest or digest. So I think, so diaphragmatic breathing, let's do it. You want to do a a round of diaphragmatic breathing? (laughs) I'm game, sure. All right, so let's go. <laughs> yay, here we go. Um, just getting like comfortable in your body if you're standing or sitting, just kind of relax the shoulders and straighten the spine to a comfortable level. And this is really easy. You just inhale. And when you inhale, the belly, the abdomen goes out. And when you exhale, it comes in. So imagining that instead of breathing into the lungs, you're actually breathing into the belly. All right, so let's go ahead and just inhale and feel the abdomen expanding, the belly button going outward, and exhale, that comes back in. Inhale out, exhale in. Yeah, so that, what that simple little exercise does is there's a diaphragm there's a connection between heaven and earth. We have the upper thoracic cavity where our lungs and our heart are. And the lungs and the heart are connected to fear and to grief. And then there's this muscle wall. that's kind of like the human. It's the diaphragm. It separates the heavens, the lungs and the air and the heart from the earth, which is more rooted, like the uterus and the intestines and the digestions, digestive system. And, but that muscle between it, the diaphragm, between the diaphragm, there's something that goes through it. And that is the, the vagus nerve. <laughs> I'm getting back to the vagus nerve. It's really important to me right now. And, and, you know, there's a major artery that goes through it. And so there's blood and there's the vagus nerve that goes through it. And then, of course, all the meridians go through it because they're energetic and they know no boundaries. (laughs) Everything has energy in it and it's all connected. So so that'd be an important thing that I would say. Uh, And then, you know, there's you can expand that by doing inhale for four seconds, hold for four seconds, release for four seconds. Maybe I'm getting too far ahead of myself, but that looks like inhale, two, three, four, hold at the top two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, right? So you could really work with the cycle of your breath. So you could, that's a good um, YouTube thing to look up. Uh, But Mm -hmm. for me, what I do is I dance. I love to move my body. I think being physical, being in the body is really important. I will put on an album and just usually, yeah, it's, yeah. And the albums range from like, soft Miles Davis jazz to like punk dead Kennedys to like um, Native American flute Carlos, uh, Carlos Nakai or, you know, all over the place. Um, (laughs) And really just based on what I'm feeling, what my mood is, what my vibe is at that point, what do I need? Like, oh, I'm feeling 
like I can't move. So I'll put on the most danceable album or if I'm feeling like really energized and want to calm down for the night, I'll put on some Miles Davis and, you know, just mellow out. So music is medicine. Movement is medicine. I pay for body work a couple times a month. And I like to try all the different healing artists in the area, which is really cool and fun. I've made some amazing friends and mentors, which has been awesome. I have a strong morning routine and that is drinking tea. And I like to pull an I Ching card for some mentorship and guidance from the heavens and the earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, so that, um, yeah, I think ritual is important. I think connection is important. I think um, you mentioned earlier that you went to, today you went to the farmer's market and that's also a big ritual for myself. And I am part of the Mendocino County Herbal Guild and every equinox and and solstice, we have a, a spring or a, you know, we have a herbal market for an outdoor farmer's market style, but just for herbalists. So there's like, so bringing, connecting community with medicine is really important to me with volunteering. So sense of purpose is really important to me. I think also really acknowledging and honoring and owning and loving all of the challenges and beauties that come with being a primary care practitioner in this day and age and in the, on the path that has chosen me. So, yeah. And then at work at at Lake County Tribal Health, we do a monthly medical team meeting, which is really fascinating being the acupuncturist amongst all the Western medical doctors, but we do an accountability where we go around the room and, and give really clear goals with specific, you know, measurement tools. And, um, so as we walk through our, days at tribal health, we have this huge accountability system and we check in on each other and that feels really good. That connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. You know, one of the things that you brought up body work, you know, seeking body work from, from all of those in your community, all of those healers, we always, I think that For those of us that have been brought up relying on Western medicine, we tend to only seek support when something is wrong. And so I love that you're you're going out there and you're having body work for wellness proactively. And, you know, that's, I think, a concept that some people may not think of except for perhaps, you know, a massage. So how does, can acupuncture be a modality for preventative health and just general wellness versus having your sciatica treated or, you know, working on your IBS? Mm -hmm. Definitely. At at the minimum, I, I suggest to my clients that they receive acupuncture specifically around the equinox and yeah, and just anytime they're in, in transition, whether it's seasonally or emotionally. And then also that also kind of acts like a like an oil change in a car or a tune-up. People come in just, oh, I'm just here for a tune-up. So then I feel their pulse and look at their tongue and hear what's going on with them and look at what's happening in the larger world and in their world and in their body. And then through my system of how the energy moves, I'm like an electrician, you know, you can turn light switch over there and the light goes on over there. It's like, you may have an acupuncture point on your hand for something that's going on in your, in your head. So 
Yeah, I love that. I haven't been for acupuncture for some time. I think it may have been, oh gosh, this would be a long time ago. I think I, I think I went to help induce pregnancy. I was three weeks late, (laughs) three weeks overdue. But of course it's so funny because like, what is three weeks overdue when you're going to have a baby? It's like that baby is coming when it's ready. You know, it's so funny Mm -hmm. when I think about it. So, you know, one of the things that I am thinking about a lot lately is about how self-care is foundational for community building. And I think what we've talked about today supports that. And I would love to hear your take on how self-care is essential for community building, how it's foundational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that a community is a collective of individuals and when a collective of individuals come together in community where we are, there is, there's, there's a past and there's a present and there's a future. And then there's all the other quantum levels around it, but it just focusing on those three, the past, the present and the future, you know, we have to look at, you know, what, what has happened in the past, what can we learn? And I think right now this is a big piece because we're kind of in this, like we were inhaling, inhaling, inhaling so much consumerism, right? And then that was the four seconds. So now we're in the four seconds of kind of we're in this like breath holding time frame, and we're gonna exhale. And I think it's important to look forward to like, what does that, how do we want to exhale? How do we want to relax? How do we want to ease? into the future instead of dis-ease into the future together. And that's um, right now what I, what I think that looks like is, is taking time to listen to each other, to digest the hard things in life. I think it's taking time to look at each other's strengths. Like what, where are we resilient and how can we focus on that? I think communities need to dance together. I think movement, embodiment, working like volunteer work days, or I mean, maybe we'll have the Conservation Corps come back and build all those cool rock walls through national parks, you know, I, using our hands, getting physical, checking in on each other, taking care of ourselves, taking care of others, taking care of our environment. Yeah. Yeah. Loving Mother Earth really important like yeah that's that's the that's our our root our foundation our mother it's like the the earth that we stand on and the air that we breathe like just connecting it is so important and I think that activities that 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 can support that are so varied and I'd love to see there be activities for every type of person regardless of your gender or sex ideals of about anything mm-hmm. and to have it all be supported and held in an, in the same equal container, that unity of that happening is the vision that I'm holding on to strong. And I, you know, it's challenging. I get knocked off my vision from time to time and get frustrated and angry and, you know, have all of those emotions. And the self-care really brings me back. Getting the body work is my inhale. That's my, 
that's me receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I love the vision of that. And I see how as individuals, we can cultivate that in our lives and in our personal ecosystem. I would love to see that vision brought to a much larger scale. And I, um, I guess that's what you call a movement, right? Yeah, you're part of it. This podcast is so great. It's such an honor to get to be on this podcast with you. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's yeah. wonderful to have you. I just admire your work so much. And I I wish that I could just, you know, drive up to Northern California right now and get, get some acupuncture with you. So I'm going to have to, maybe you have, maybe you um, have a network that reaches Oakland and you can recommend some, some practitioners to me. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay, great. Great. So we'll do that. All right. Well, I think that this is probably time to wrap it up. And I just want to thank you again, Michelle. I'm so grateful for having had this time with you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Living for Purpose podcast. If you're ready to make your move and create the wildly healthy and balanced life you deserve, please subscribe to the podcast and sign up for our email at livingforpurpose.co. We'll see you next week. Bye.